podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another Forever Arsenal podcast. Bright and early, eight in the morning, and I'm here, people. I'm here. Ten minutes before time. I've made it. No point deduction this week. Third third show in a row. So we've got a couple more before people start paying up on this panel for last season. But the less said on that, the better for now, because we've got Arsenal to talk about. Look at that cheeky smile, James. I know you're yeah, That's a hat-trick, Turkish. Well done. Hat-trick. Don't worry, I'm going for five. Haaland, Champions League, RB Leipzig. That's what I'm going for. Two more to you're go. You're a better one than Eddie and Ketia. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the 14. Um, but yeah, we are here. We're through in the Carabao Cup. 1-0 away win against Brentford. And Lee's there smiling. He's the only one that predicted an Arsenal win. Um, so later on, when we see the table, we'll see a little update to that table. Um, but I want to start with James today because unusually I haven't heard James's opinion of the game. He's been ill, so I'll send James some love. Um, he missed the, the watch along yesterday and, and full time reaction, but he he managed to make it this morning for Forever Arsenal. So James, yesterday, last night, heavily rotated sides, but in my opinion, a very respectable performance and away win against a good Premier League side. Yeah, yeah, that's how I saw it. Um... And I was slightly out of it watching it. Um, but it looked to me like... The first half, I thought Arsenal looked actually really good. Uh, good in possession, moved the ball around really well, created quite a few chances. Um, obviously, Nelson goal, fair play. That comes from an error, I believe, that we forced him into. Um, forgive me if I'm forgetting some of this wrong. <laughs> if I'm remembering some of this wrong, sorry. Um, Smith Rowe had a good chance. There was an opening yeah. for Havertz sort of a bit like the Tottenham game in that we actually probably could have been maybe two, three in lap in that first 30 minutes without being at our scintillating best or we're playing some good football. We still seem to make errors in possession. Like yesterday, we still seem to give the ball away in really dangerous errors a few times. Uh, I'm slightly more forgiving of that because there's kind of different personnel on the pitch, players that haven't played as many minutes. Um, but that is still a slight concern. But otherwise... Even though he gave the ball away a couple of times, it was good to see Jorginho have a good game. Um, just in possession, just played some really nice, just some really lovely passes around defenders and sort of just kind of kept Arsenal ticking. Smith Rowe looked sharp, which was good to see. Uh, Reese Nelson worked hard. A debut for Sago Jr. Good for him. He had some showed some nice touches, although it didn't really seem to we didn't seem to get the ball to him that much. But yeah. hey ho, uh, Eddie did okay. Um, I thought the impressive players for me. Tommy Asu, great to see that he's kind of, I don't know, just looking like a really dependable option. Ramsdale's distribution was the best we've seen since uh, the 21-22 season. Um, I thought just showed real class in his passing, a real kind of range of passing as well. Uh, Kivior looked good. And I just think where I take a lot, you know, depends how much stock people put in the Carabao Cup and all that, but Brentford went full strength. And we went there and actually looked very comfortable with a pretty heavily rotated side and very few options on the bench. Credit to Arteta as well, who, you know, treated the subs with respect and 
brought Odegaard, Zinchenko. I can't remember who else came on, but Cedric. Who was that? Sorry, Cedric came on. And El Nene. El Nene, yeah. Yeah. Suzuki. And by the way, went to a double pivot of El Nene and Jorginho with Odegaard in the ten for for a, for a little while, which. Uh, People told me he couldn't do in the North London derby, but hey-ho, the less said the better. So I just think that was a really um, a really professional performance. Um, we are defensively very sound, guys. I saw some stats, even though the North London derby went badly, there were some interesting things being said about the way Arsenal were conceding stupid goals, but we're not allowing teams many opportunities. And I do think we've got a good structure. I do think the team is... is kind of well coached and is actually able to defend their goal quite well. We cut out errors and I actually think we'll be really we'll be good this season. We'll be fine. I'm I'm ha- I'm happy we're through. I wanted us to go through. I want us to take every cup uh, and every competition seriously this year. And mi- winning away at Brentford is uh is, yeah, is something to be praised kind of in the league or in the cup especially if they go full strength. So good win. And we've got West Ham next which we'll discuss later. But um yeah, I'm happy with the team. Thought they looked good. When, it's James, but a question back to you before we move on to to Jordan and Lee. But having been at the game and seeing an Arsenal side rotated yet again in a, in another competition, you know, look at last season Europa League, even FA Cup at times with the Southampton loss, City last year rotated side. Was this the best performance of a rotated side under Mikel Arteta? Yeah, comfortably, comfortably. Yeah. I think that's such a great question. Because you're right, it's tended to be Arteta's first eleven for the last even kind of year and a half, maybe two years. I've done the business. There's an identity you can see it, and then he's rotated. You know, maybe four or five players in the Europa League, even, and it it seems to fall away. You know, there were there were a lot of changes yesterday, um, and I agree, especially that first half. I thought we looked incredibly fluid. Some of the most fluid football we've actually played this season. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's because there's just a quality that's coming in now. Smith Rowe, for example, um, maybe Jorginho, where it's been other players in the past. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. They definitely look far more cohesive in understanding what the plan was. Yeah, 100%. Jordan, um, you, you caught the game, yeah? I did. I did. But, yeah. You're just, just, just setting up the comments. Just I don't know if it was aired or not in the. I don't know if it was aired. I, the... I, I found a way legally of 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 watching. Yes, you know. Uh, get me, get me trouble. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> but go on, talk to me. I mean, um, yeah, I, I think I think James used the correct word. I think professional was was the way that I would I would sum up the game. It was a professional performance where we're in control. I love games where we're in control. I think it's control of a game where you dictate what happens is really important. I thought the first half, the first 60 minutes, we were in control. Um, and I like that. Um, I, I said on the last pod that I, I wanted to go strong. Arteta did go relatively strong, in my opinion. I would have gone even stronger. And seeing the team that Brentford started with, I'm glad that he went strong because they didn't rotate at all. <laughs> they they went for it. And I kind of had a feeling that they might go for it as well. So... Um, the strength of the team was good. Um, it was good to see Sago um, uh, get some minutes. I'd, I'd, I'd have liked to have seen him a bit more involved, um, but he didn't look like he was overruled at all at any point. Um, it was good to see Smith Rowe get more minutes on the pitch as well. 
and hearing the comments from the manager talking about him having a role to play. I mean, he said that before and they're not playing him for like six months. So I take those comments with a slight pinch of salt, but encouraging nevertheless. Um, Eddie and Ketia, like the last three or four games, working hard, really working hard, but not really much and um, product. I really wanted him to get a goal, as with Havertz. Havertz was okay. Thought he was okay. I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm struggling game by game to defend uh, uh, Kai Havertz. If I'm being really honest, but overall, no no dirty sheets. Uh, that that was that was a win for me. Um, a good finish from Nelson. That's a nice neat finish from Nelson. Um, I'm glad that he got a goal. And I just can't work out if Nelson's in that kind of category of he's not quite good enough to be in an Arsenal first eleven, but he's too good to be in Arsenal's second team. Um, but, you know, he's just got to work harder. He's got to work harder to get into the first team. I don't think he's good enough to be in an Arsenal starting eleven. I think he's just off that level. But I think he's the first one knocking on the door. Um, so anyway, it's good to see him him, him get a, him get him get a goal and a, and a decent performance. Um, and through to the next round, I want to win this cup. I want to win this cup, man. I, I really want to win this cup. So um, good to see that we're through. As Jay's mentioned, we've got West Ham in the next round. Not an easy game, but bring it on. Um, and my, we'll get to Ramsdale, I'm sure, in a minute after Lee gives his analysis. But yeah, it wasn't an amazing game, but it was a controlled professional game that that that, that we kind of handled relatively well. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get onto Ramsdale soon. Heading over to Lee. Lee, thoughts of, on the game yesterday overall before we delve into thoughts on the game overall and then pick out the player that you want to discuss first or, or, or think worth discussing first. Yeah, I think like it's a strange one yesterday because even going there, I'm going to be really honest, I wasn't really up for it. I thought, like, you know, I was really thinking, oh, this is a bit of a chore going here on a Wednesday night. Um, and I felt like a few of the fans were like that as well. But got encouraged as the game went on by the performance and the way we played and the way the attitude of the players. And uh, I have to say, I thought first half, I was very, very impressed. And, and really, I've never seen an away ground so quiet. Yeah. I really do think the performance really quietened the crowd down because in the second half, they come at us a little bit and uh, the crowd got up for a little bit more. But I thought we silenced the crowd really, really well. I thought there was some decent performances and I was really pleased with the way that the team played considering the, the, the changes. Yeah, a lot of rotation, but all players now that, that played yesterday, I wouldn't have a problem if they was in the first team. If you look at it, like, you know, Jorginho, I thought was was brilliant in the first half, really controlling the game. But if he was playing, is he coming on, on, on Sunday? It's not like, oh, it's Jorginho playing. I look at the back, I thought Kivio was solid at the back there. He's really becoming a very, very good defender. And credit to, to the likes of him, more so him and, and, and Smith Rowe, because they've really got no minutes behind them. Not at all, hardly at all today. And to put in performances like that was was really, really encouraging. You know I mean? My man of the match for the game, I don't know how you guys feel, was was Nelson. I felt that he really pushed and pushed. That he, he, he His performance for me was like, you know, do you know what? I, I should have been playing on uh Sunday, and this is this yeah. is why. And yeah. I really like that. I really like that attitude of it all. And you know, I, I have to say, I, I like the performance all around. I, um, with the way we had to dig in the second half, I thought was showing a little bit there. We had to defend. Um, wasn't too happy with Ben White's performance yesterday. I thought it was a little bit sloppy because maybe, like you know, it was rotated, and 
I don't know, he maybe knows that he's coming off at a certain stage. I don't know. I just didn't think he was quite at the level that he normally is at. But I, I, I'm going to give it as, you know, as much as I criticised Mikel at times, and I have to give him, you know, 10 out of 10 yesterday for the way that he he picked the team uh, and got players like Rice and Saka not even getting in minutes. So, like, you know, rested a few players. And the way that he managed it afterwards, the way he brought on the substitutions, we was losing the game a little bit. I don't say losing it, but we was losing the grip of the game. He brought on players, the big guns, to just take it back in our favour. Um, I think if he didn't make those substitutions, we would have we would have lost that game or drawn it. Like you know, I think that his substitutions got us over the line um, because the likes of uh, Smith Rowe and that uh, tired towards the end, like you know, and. Um, and, and, and the kid that played on right-hand side, you know what I mean? I have to say that I've never heard of him before. Never heard of him not even coming through. But um, give a good account of himself. Worked hard. Um, wasn't shy when when he did get the ball. I, I felt he didn't get the ball as much as he should have because I don't think Ben White was on his game. That's, that's all I'm saying on that. I don't think it's his door, if I'll be honest. But uh, Tommy Asu, I thought, was 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 right up there as well with man and matcher. Do you know what? He, he played centre-half and he looks like he's played there all season. He went over to right back. You know, I think there's a few of these players in this team who've got to get a little bit more credit for the way that they can play in different positions. You know, there's a few on there. Like, you know, Kivio played left back yesterday. Um, I thought he was a, a centre-half. Well, you wouldn't have thought that, you know, played really, really well. So, uh, all in all, uh, of, of, I thought, I think you summed up on your um, fan cam, you know what I mean? I don't really normally agree with you. Uh, perfect night. And I, I thought it was a perfect night, like, you know. And I didn't see you, so it was even more perfect. Like, <laughs> no, I love you too, Lee. I love you too. Just so the people know, Lee was actually late today and I haven't docked him a point, so I might as well get that in now whilst he's sending shots to me. But I was not late. Well, eight, eight minutes. on the dot. I made sure that I pressed that eight, button. 8 p.m. and 30 seconds is late, my friend. But, you know. Oh, when I take... Uh, when I take um, uh, on ball from your lateness, then I know that, I'm, that something's going wrong. Like you know what I mean. So uh... walking around taking videos of other Arsenal fans slandering my name. Oh, I was just going to say that. Well, up to those boys. I was walking out like you know, and they, they were going like Turkish is a disgrace. He's an absolute disgrace. And I thought, <laughs> is that like, what they said? Yeah, like you know, what I mean? you know, on the forever Arsenal, like you know, he should have all these points, Doctor. So get down here, lads. Get down here. <laughs> <laughs> Have a video like you know I mean? and they never let me down the ledge, you know what I mean? So well done to them, big up to them, like you know. Uh, you said um Nelson man of the match for you, and I think he was definitely a candidate. Not my man of the match. I'll, I'll ask about man of the matches um in a second in terms of going all round, but I do wanna I, I wanna stay on Nelson first because I feel like Lee, I feel like that performance was one that said you should have started me. Yeah, I, I felt that. Them. He wanted the ball. He was he, he was dropping. He was coming inside. You see him in midfield at times. He was on the left. He was on the right. All in all, our best attacking player. And I think Jordan mentioned that finish was beautiful. I mean, mm. it looked like the defender was going to cut out Eddie's cutback. He manages to take it under and then finish it bottom corner. Um, but I like Nelson. I mean, if I see Nelson start games in the Premier League... I wouldn't think, oh, that's a bit shaky, especially when when I look at Saka's performances recently and towards the end of last season too. He's been good, but he hasn't been great yet. And I think Nelson, you know, does deserve more opportunities, especially when you look at last season and and a couple of the games he's he come on in, Forrest and Bournemouth in particular. He essentially helped 
win us the game and was a big part of that. And he's come and put a performance at a tough away ground on a Wednesday night against Brentford. So I expect to see him a bit more moving forward. Against Bournemouth, you know, Saka, he, he seems to be unavailable. I'd be starting Reese Nelson on that right-hand side. Yeah, the thing is, he, he's an out-and-out left-winger. And I know that he feel, it feels like he's got the attributes to be able to do it from the right as well. We just <clears throat> haven't seen him be as effective from that side. I know he came on uh, for Saka against Nottingham Forest last year, scored two goals and we beat them 5-0. Um, but, you know, we're yet to see if he can have that same impact out on the right. Um, I hope he can. Hope he can because that's a slight fault in your squad building, Mikel. If uh, you know you end up with Martinelli, Trossard, Nelson, who all prefer the left and all can't really do it on the right, that feels slightly imbalanced. Um, he tried Trossard out on the right, I think, last year at home to Palace or someone. Um, maybe it wasn't. No, maybe it wasn't Palace. But do you remember when he gave Saka yeah, yeah. to bring him on in the end? Yeah, it didn't work. Was it Leeds? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, and, and, and that didn't really work. Uh, he's done it with Martinelli. Martinelli, weirdly, he's probably done it the best of the lot out of the right. Uh, scored against Newcastle once and did okay, but still didn't feel too natural. So so hopefully Nelson can prove he can do it out on the right wing. Out on the right wing. I think to do it, you've almost got to have that ability to, you know, like dig a cross out from the byline, that kind of you're running at a fullback and you're sort of able to whip balls into the box. Whereas when you're running from the left wing, you're kind of keeping the fullback guessing because are you cutting inside to get a shot? Are you dragging it onto your left foot to get into the box? And he's sort of shown a bit to do that well, Nelson. I thought um, it was a fair shout for man of the match. I don't think he quite gets it for me, but I thought his work rate was outstanding, um, but especially because Brentford play with wing backs. So the likes of Hickey and I can't remember who else they had yesterday. They can really get up the pitch well. Um, and he just had to just get back and help Kivio on a few occasions. There are a few moments where there are a few 50-50s. And he just just raw pace managed to get there first, mm-hmm. get his body in the way, win a foul. Um, managed to sort of like wrap a leg around and win the ball back quite easily a few times. I thought his work rate was phenomenal. And I think that's what Arteta will love more than anything, that he was helping his fullback a lot. Kivio had a good game, but, you know, you still got to give him a hand. Um so yeah, I, th- I thought Nelson was great, and he's a very, he's a very cool customer, isn't he? Like he's that finish is, he doesn't seem phased by any part of the game, the hard work, the in front of goal, needing a goal in the dying minutes of a game. He kind of keeps composure. Um, so whatever the situation, playing with the first team, rotate eleven, you know, dying minutes of a crucial, uh, crucial Premier League game, Carabao Cup, whatever it is. Um, he, he maintains composure. I think that's a great trait he's got. Jordan, thoughts on Nelson? Yeah, as, as I mentioned, I, I've always loved Nelson. I've, I've said before that Nelson was, was the one about six years ago of the crop of youngsters we had at the time that I was most excited about. I was so disappointed. We, we sent him out on loan somewhere. I forgot where he went. He went. It was abroad and he didn't do, he didn't do that well. And he came back and he just never really picked up the momentum that I think he was building when we had him uh, 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 um, at the club at the first time round. So I've always been a fan of Reese Nelson. Um, and I think we're starting to see him crafting the kind of player that he wants to become. Like I said, I'm with you. I wouldn't be necessarily like upset if he was in our first 11. 
but I just don't on a elongated basis. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough to be in our eleven for five, six, seven games. I, I don't think he's of that level, especially where we are now, trying to win a Premier League title. If he's playing five, six games in a row, you're not going to win a title. One or two games to come in to cover, no problem. Off the bench, he's been brilliant. Um, so I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I, I, mean, I really, I really want him to do well. But because he was before Saka, let's not yeah. forget, let's not forget that he was before Saka. Um, but Saka's obviously a bit of a freak, so he's just kind of just gone, gone clear. But Nelson was the one that was supposed to be our star boy back then, and he hasn't. It didn't quite work out. But I'm glad that we've kept him. Glad we've signed him down. I hope that he can contribute um, throughout the season. Was he your man of the match, or? Um, no, I think he was just pipped by Tommy Asu, but I'm biased. I'm Same. biased. I like uh, Tommy Asu. I'm yeah, biased. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Nelson was brilliant. Nelson was. No, brilliant. Tommy Asu for me as well. I, I I agree. I agree with that. Interesting that he went with Tommy Asu as centre back. You know, I thought because um, I'm gonna just have a little moment to applaud myself. We did a we did the predict eleven show, and I got. Uh, nine of the eleven, right? And uh, I thank you, Jordan. Did you watch it? I did actually. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan didn't watch shit. I did watch it. I actually, did I did the one with Laurie? He's a big fan. Oh, of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the one. Um, so, how you got time to watch fucking previews? And you, or, the only time you can do forever is eight in the morning. What's going on here? Uh, you know, I can I can watch stuff on the train. I've got time. I've got time. <laughs> Sorry, James. No, I, um, uh, I managed to get. The, the whole, yeah, the whole back four and midfield, right? Nelson in there with Ramsdale. But obviously, I, I predicted White at centre-back, Tommy Asu at right-back. But I'm actually really glad he went with it the way he did because if White's your right-back, then you want to know someone can come in and slot in at centre-back quite naturally without having to change things around. So if something is wrong with Saliba, and God forbid, I and mean, we hope he's obviously always available, you know, Tommy Asu actually feels like a more like-for-like fit in terms of his frame and like his, I don't know how I kind of envisage him playing the, the, the position quite aggressively. White's, uh, you know, a bit more, he's proving to be a bit more of a bombing up and down right back, which we didn't know he had in his locker till last season. So yeah, it, it was interesting seeing Tommy Asu right back. He did a well, some of his passing right and left foot was unbelievable. A couple switches of the left foot, I thought looked yeah. brilliant. Um, and yeah, I thought he excelled. Yeah, my man of the match too. I think he had a great game. And yeah, he's centre-back. You, you, you did see him on the right a few times because of the whole fluidity thing. But I was I was actually glad to see him in that position too because much is said about him in that position being the best fit for him. And I think it's that he, he, he's got a certain level of aggressiveness, in, especially mm. in the air. The ball's in and around the boxes. There was a big block he made in the first half where I think it was nil-nil or maybe one-nil to us where it looked like he was going to hit the back of the net or... Ramsdale would have been forced into a save, but he puts his body in the in the way, and it's not the only time he did that in the match. So for me, Tommy Asu was man of the match. Just Pips, Nelson, and just Pips Ramsdale for me, because again in that second half, Ramsdale essentially kept us, you know, one nil up. He made one great fingertip save that then then hit the post and comes back out, and he made a couple other saves. And overall, his distribution was, I think you mentioned it earlier, James. His distribution just seemed to ha- have an extra level of risk but an extra level of confidence too he was breaking the lines without going over the top and he was finding people on the halfway line through two free Brentford players so at Mm. first sight it looks like that Raya competition could you know be pushing him on to take those extra risks or or be a bit more confident on the ball 
There was that one moment in the first half where he did get caught on it. There was that one moment. I'm sure Mikel will remember that more so than the save because he's made a decision to add competition this year, even though Ramsdale overall had a great season last season. But Lee, Ramsdale, great showing on his return. Yeah, great showing. I, I, I managed to start up the Aaron Ramsdale song, first of all, and uh, everybody in the crowd went with it. And I was well happy about that. I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of credit to him. Um, for that performance. A lot of credit also to the back four because obviously it was a makeshift back four and um, they they backed him up very, very well. Um, I, I thought, um, by the way, Gabriel was outstanding again yesterday. Like, you know, um, really, really pleased. But yeah, well pleased with performance. I felt first half, didn't have a lot to do. Um, yeah, got caught out for one. But if you had a look at it, it weren't really that many options on to, to, at, at that stage, you know. But uh um, some really good passing in there. And um, then second half, when it was put on us a little bit, that's when you need your goalkeeper to make the saves, do the business. Um, you know, I, I didn't even know that he'd saved that one, um, that he hit the post. I just thought they hit the post. That's why I didn't mention it yesterday. My my apologies for that. I, I, it weren't so I got home and watched the highlights. That uh, It was a great save. It's a goal if he doesn't save that. Yeah. Uh, the other save was routine. But I, I just want to give him a big up, not just for, for that performance. You know, there was pressure on him last night, you know, to perform um, and, and show his mental resilience. And I felt that that was more, more impressive than anything. Like, you know, he didn't shy away from anything that he had to do. Um, you know, when, when you're under a little bit of pressure, sometimes you can go in your shell a little bit. He didn't. Um, I, 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 it was a great... Great moment when the England, uh, the Arsenal fans were singing England's number one. I don't know if you noticed it, and he put he, he put a thumbs up like that. So I think the appreciation from the fans was was, was there, um, and I, I like that. And I just think that you know, solid performance and and, and a reminder to Mikel that um, that he uh, you know has, has got a future at Arsenal. He'd be really interested now what he does on um, on um, Saturday. Sadly, yeah, because I think Ray has done okay in his first couple of games. He's done nothing wrong. And then against Spurs, I think there's there's, there's things in you could criticise if you want to. Um, but it didn't weren't spectacular against uh, Tottenham by no no stretch of imagination. But Aaron Ramsdale's come in with a performance. Whether he's going to get back in the side. But he'd have got on the coach yesterday. Very, very pleased with his performance. And... You know, somebody said yesterday, you know, I mean, you know, that Mikel's stubborn in certain areas and uh, let's see see what, what what he does now. It'd be very, very interesting because if you look at the last two performances, he's been a better goalkeeper. It's probably been Ramsdale. But, you know, like a North London derby, there's a pressure game on that. But all in all, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with his performance. I'm, I'm really keen to see how Ramsdale continues to react you know, because it's it seems to be clear to me now that he's number two, and how he reacts to that over the next few weeks and next few months is going to be interesting because he's being a professional right now. He's being a teammate. He's being a team player, and he's being he's being professional by not sulking, not making up noise. He's just getting on with it. He's come in, got a clean sheet, um, and and doing his job. That I've I've listened to a lot of goalkeepers talk about that, and they've said that. You know, that's quite easy to do for the first two or three months. You can, you know, you can support your your fellow goalkeeper. You can, you know, yeah, come on. Da, 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 da. But when it starts getting three, four, five months in, 
that 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 you're tested now because now you're like, hang on a minute, I, I want to play now, and then we're going to really find out, we're going to really find out if you know how much professional he is and if he can maintain this level of professionalism. I'm going to say it right now, guys. That save from Ramzo yesterday was better than rare save on the weekend. It was better for me. The rare save on the weekend I thought was a bit overrated. It's at a nice height. It wasn't hit with any real any real power. It's a good save. I'm serious. It's a it's a, it's a good save. Oh, great. But it's a good it's a good save. But if you look at it from the angle from the from behind the goal, it's it's not hit with any real power. In fact, the, the who shot it was it was it Johnson really? that shot that? Yeah, he missed it. He missed it. He hits it onto his own foot. So it's not a clean strike. It's a good save. It looks great for the cameras, but it's not actually as good as everyone. Oh, it's world-class save. It's not a world-class save. Do you know what's a world-class save? Aaron Ramsdale, free kick away at Leicester last season. That is a world-class save. Do you know what is a world-class save? Aaron Ramsdale at uh, Anfield last season. Do you know what's a world-class save? Aaron Ramsdale, Rashford at the Emirates last season in the second half. That, for me, is a world-class save. So, for me, I like David Rea. I don't really have an issue with either one playing. But this idea that Rea is significantly ahead, for me, I'm not buying it. They're on par. You know um, Ramsdale's distribution yesterday? This is, I, I, I sometimes watch a game and I, and I have to almost forget that like it's not FIFA. Arteta can't control everything they do all the time. So when I see Ramsdale going long in games, my default reaction is Arteta's told him to do that. Oh, in this moment, Arteta's told him to hit the channels. Arteta's told him to look for Jesus. Arteta's told him to, I don't know, not break the lines or whatever. And then yesterday we see him breaking the lines with ease. He was brilliant at it. And I was thinking, why did your distribution look infinitely better <clears throat> against Brentford? They probably did in the six, seven, eight months before, certainly this calendar year. And then I think, you know, Arteta isn't controlling everything they do on a pitch. Maybe can only tell them so many times. Maybe so much of it is down to player judgment. You know, pass out the back if you can, go long if you can. And that might be a part of why I brought in David Raya, because we did see a dip in um, Ramsdale's distribution as well. But I wanted to ask you guys, like, do you think this was just Ramsdale just getting back to better levels on the ball? Do you think this was just Ramsdale with better concentration or whatever? Or, was, you know, to, to play those passes through the lines, is it about the team structure? <clears throat> you know, is it about the players offering options? Is it about our manager's instructions? Like, I don't understand how, you know, a couple games out the team and suddenly he's looking like Edison on the ball. And we hadn't seen that for so long. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I'm, and then I can't, I can't think that everything else before was Arteta telling him to go long. Because that's what we were saying before. I was yeah. not playing out the back before no, as much because teams are onto it. So he's going longer now. I'm not, I'm not understanding like, what has caused the change. Yeah, it, it, it works for most roles, not just football, but getting comfortable in the role you're in. Mm is a reality and then sometimes you need that reality check where someone like Araya comes in or someone that you know if you're a project manager another project manager comes in if you're a presenter another presenter comes in and you look over and you think all right I've got to buck up my ideas now and I think it's a bit of that I think some people crumble under competition but I think Ramsdale's a type of character to thrive and look at it and say hold on why did he bring him in hold on, why have I dropped off in the last six months? I don't That all or nothing documentary, we win a game, he concedes a goal, he's upset. So I'm sure he knows more than anyone that the last six months he, he hasn't, you know, 
maintain the standard that he set originally. So I think I think it's just down to that competition, James. I don't know what Lee. And I think uh, so, sorry, Lee. Before you come in, I think it's an interesting theory, but I think you could do that by leaking to the press that you're linked with us with a goalkeeper. I think you could Arsenal could easily link leak to the press. We're linked with buying so and so goalkeeper, and that might serve as a bit of a kick up the backside to Aaron Ramsdale. That, oh wow, the club are actually looking at another goalkeeper. I don't know if you buy another goalkeeper to do that. I I, I think Aaron Ramsdale will be number two next season, and I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair, but I I, I don't think you bring in David Raya, who's who's of a good age, who's a top keeper, looking to to kind of continue his trajectory, unless you see him as your number one. And I think as a, as a consequence, if Ramsdale gets kicked up the backside and improves his kicking and his performances, then great. But I, I, I'd i be stunned if this time next season, David Rare isn't the established number one. I will lean on the actual deal we made. And I know people will say the option is pretty much a formality, maybe number of games Raya plays or the fact that we wanted to, you know, you know spend that chunk of money next season on next season's books. But the the option could have been an obligation if that was the case. Why was it just an option? It's up to Ramsdale to... The, 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 we all watch football. So if Ramsdale steps up and, and you know, takes his next chance that he's going to get, whether it's in Carabao, Champions League, Premier League, if he steps up and takes it, then how do you take that number one spot off him come the end of the season? I actually think you're right. Interest in a keeper can be motivation, but, but loaning in a quality keeper is probably that extra bit where it's like, Shit, if I don't buck up my ideas this season, then they'll sign him quite a good fee and I'm and I'm back up. So I, 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 I think that plays a part. Lee? Uh, look, how I see it is, you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't mind the goalkeeping situation really like, you know, I, I actually speaking to a few Brentford fans yesterday and asking them, you know, what, what's the performances of right? And, and all of them turned around and said, oh, he's a really, really good goalkeeper. But I wouldn't say he's uh, head and shoulders above... Ramsdale, and that's Brentford fans saying that, like, you know, they said, like, I think Ramsdale's a really good goalkeeper. And the other thing is, and I'll say this now, I, 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 it's, it's okay doing this, but do it in other areas as well. You know, I mean, if you're going to do it to Ramsdale, I want you, be, I want you doing this to Eddie, I want you doing this to, to whoever, like, in the midfield or whatever, like, you know, um, I, don't, I don't see that in other areas. I do see it in, with, with certain players. I do see, like, there's, there's, you know, you could argue that, um, Martinelli's come under a lot of pressure from Trossard on that left-hand side, and rightly so. But I don't see it in other areas. But what, and, what areas, Lee? So, sorry to cut you there. What areas are? Cause I, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I think that, you know, I haven't seen them, you know, like uh, go and get another centre-forward that's going to score goals and, and push push Eddie. I, I see yesterday Kai Havertz, and I, I, I think, um, and that's early days for him, like, you know, that... that you were all saying, oh, Ramsdale's got a show of performance that's going to maybe give him to say, well, when's he going to show a performance that says, like, do you know what I mean? You're you're definitely the man to to, to, to step into the midfield. Now, by the way... But, but, but he has been dropped. Badly yesterday. But he's, he's just doing OK. It's not enough to be just but, OK, because you're but, saying... But, but, but he has been dropped, Lee. He has been dropped. Yeah, or, or, or rotated or whatever, like. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, it, it's... You know, like I look at it and go, you know, okay. If you're if you're doing what you're doing to Ramsdale, then it's not okay. It's, there's no okay performances from anybody. Now, you know what I mean. Like um, mm. I, I see Jorginho yesterday doing 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 well. 
And I like that, like, you know, he's not not, not going to get into the next next game if Rice is there, like, you know. Um, but he comes into the team as a, um, a, a, a backup. And I don't think anybody would argue with that. But it seems to me like there's there's backup players. You know, Kivyar, for instance, is not going to, whether how well he plays in a game, he's not going to f- force anybody out. Um, <clears throat> even Nelson, you know, probably, you know, I... I I, 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 I put a lot of money on it now that the front three will be as it was on um, on, on Saturday. No, uh, but it should be Lee. No, 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 no. I don't think it should be. You know how many more? Go- like, I thought Eddie played really, really well yesterday. Worked hard and all that. But if we, if we, if if you're if you can't find an improvement mm. for Eddie, um, and be ruthless like you have been with the goalkeeper, then I, I don't see it being fair. That's my opinion. And I'm not having but, but, a bad when I say this. I, I, know, I know you're not, Lee. I know you're not. But I'm just saying that the, 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 if I'm understanding your point, your point is that it's it, he's treating Ramsdale with one standard, but he's not treating the others to the same standard. But what I see is, at some point, all those players you've mentioned have been dropped. There's no one that's been, like, played throughout I, despite I, I, being I, crap. I, I disagree, Jordan, that they've been dropped because if you're dropped, you don't come back in and, you know, I don't see Eddie being left out for three games at this moment in time. I haven't seen Kai Everts being left out for two or three games, like, you know what I mean? They've been straight back in, like, you know. Uh, has Kai Everts been on the bench for three games in the last three? I don't think so. And, 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 and he comes from like, right, half time yeah. in the North London derby. I'm not having a go at Kai Everts when I'm saying this, but I see a standard there of, oh, we'll let you, we'll, we'll let mediocrity stand for you, but we're not going to, you know, what happens if uh, uh, Aaron Ramsdale yesterday had an okay game? We'd be going, oh, we've well, got to bring back Ryan now, like, you know, but it's because he's played so well now, there's a problem. And I, and I, I, I just don't like that. I don't, I don't think it's right. I, I, like Tommy Asu now, he plays after that performance. He won't know. You know what I mean? Like Saliva comes straight back in and, and rightly but, so. But, because he's better. Yeah, but but you tell him I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not convinced that Raya is such a big upgrade. On you know, like you know, you're talking greater when you're saying that Saliba is a massive upgrade on on Tommy Asu, which is like Tommy Asu. By the way, is bloody good player. But I don't see that. I I don't see Raya and go wow. Mm. That that that's that is such so much of an upgrade. You know what I mean? Like you know, like I I I, I see it as a, a, a Trossard Martinelli sort of situation. I don't see that um, that it, 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 it it's that much of an upgrade to to put put a player through. And I'm not, I'm not sticking up for Ramsdale when I say it. I just just see how I see it. Is that. Uh, I don't think he's ever let Arsenal down. And to be treated like he's being treated, I, I think it's slightly unfair when I see other players getting more passes. You know, um, and, 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 and I say, like, you know, Eddie's missed big chances for us. Big, big chances. And he's back in the next game, you know. Um, and I just, you know, like, there's not much of an upgrade on that situation. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if I'm being a little bit biased or what. I don't know, but I don't... I don't see it. I, listen, I'm not going around going to Brighton fans. What do you think of Trossard? Do you think he's a good player or whatever? I, I look at Trossard and I know that he's a good player. I don't. So I'm asking Brentford players. Well, you know, what is Ray that good? And they're going, oh yeah, he's a good, good player. But but there's not. They, you know, they they actually said it's not a massive jump from him and Ramsdale. They're surprised by the move. But the problem is the goalkeeper. 
the the position of goalkeeper is different. Yeah, it's just so set in stone. Like, you know, if you're picked, you're picked. You're not coming off unless Arteta wants to reinvent goalkeeping. Yeah, as he's mentioned. Um, and and um, you know that the second goalkeeper is going to get significantly less minutes with outfield positions. You know, Kai Havertz. You, you say has he really been kind of dropped or whatever? Well, he hasn't started two Premier League games in a row, so that would suggest he's been dropped. But actually, started a Carabao Cup game, started the Champions League game, came on at half time against Tottenham. So it doesn't feel that way. You know, outfield positions, you can you can play around with it a little bit more to to make it feel like a player hasn't necessarily been dropped as much as their yeah. minutes have been managed. That. And you just can't do that with a goalkeeper. It's very set in stone. It's rare started three in a row. And, you know, it kind of made sense, really. He wanted him for the North London derby, so he gave him two big games before that. That's not really, there's nothing really wrong with that, but it just comes across as extremely harsh on Ramsdale because he just gets no minutes elsewhere. But, you know, I, I think this goalkeeper discourse is probably going to go on for a while still. And the reality is the club have probably passed it as well. They're probably like, you know, we've got two goalkeepers and they're going to battle it out. And that's it. Do you know, do you know one thing that really um, has got me go is that, that, that you know, he has been very, very professional, as you say. I think he's been very, very professional with England. There's been at times when when he's, you know, gone to England and had no minutes and, you know, you could be sitting on the beach in Dubai and resting up and he's done all of that, like, you know. And for, for a fellow professional like Jamie Carragher to call him out like what he's done is disgraceful. But th- we're allowing that to happen with this goalkeeping situation. Just, just see what I'm saying, like, you know, where, where people are commenting on it and we're even commenting on after a 1-0 win yesterday, you know, who should play and all that, like, but... You know, comments like that, you know, if, if he sits there with the ump, um, people are going to comment on if, if he does what he's done, people, are, you know. So I just feel it's just unfair all round. I, I just feel, and I don't think it was deserved. You know what I mean? Like, that's my thing about it. Like, you know, when when Eddie's on the bench or or, 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 or someone else and someone scores a good goal and Trossard jumps up or Martinet jumps up, there ain't that comment about, oh, look, that's false and all that. Like, you know what I mean? But I just feel that that was just totally unnecessary and just... You know, just summed up Jamie Carragher for me, like, you know what I mean? I, I just think that people just want to jump on the bandwagon about it a little bit. And, I, um, I, I didn't think it was an entirely, I didn't think it was an appropriate comment, but I do also think it was a little bit more tongue in cheek than that doesn't mean I thought it was okay. Like, no. I, but, but I, I also think there is something, I know we've had this conversation before and I could be opening a, a can of worms that would get us to another hour on this podcast, but obviously we won't quite explore this that much. But there is just something about when something happens at Arsenal, it is just like, you know, blown up, you know, a thousand times and the media have a field day with it. Brighton are doing the exact same thing Arsenal mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Jason Steele, Ended mm-hmm. last season brilliantly when they had Robert Sanchez. So already they made a change of goalkeeper there. Then they signed Verbrugian in the summer. And as of five Premier League games in, one goalkeeper had three games, the other had two, with the other on the bench. So Roberto De Zerbi, the great De Zerbi, who is reinventing football at Brighton, who Carragher did a 10-minute piece on on Monday Night Football, who are playing some of the best football in the league, and I love what Brighton are doing, are doing the exact same thing with their goalkeepers alternating, rotating, mixing it up. And I don't know what Verbrugian offers that Steele doesn't. I'm no expert on their goalkeepers. 
but I just have respect for how well Brighton are playing, for how great they've done, that I don't really care. Do what you want with your goalkeepers. And I don't really know why the same attitude isn't there for Arsenal. Well done, guys. Five wins in seven in all comps in, mm-hmm. in the start of the season. Two draws as well, undefeated, in a title race. Job done in the first round of the Carabao Cup. You know, one with ease in your first round of the it's because League. It's because we're a big club. It, it we're is a big club. Like, That's but why. We're, not, we're not failing right now. Like no, no. You know, Man United aren't rotating their goalkeeper. Maybe they should. I know. Yes, sir, James. Like, That's a very good point. He's a big club and he's, and he's English. That's a key. That's a key aspect. Yes, we're it is. English. You're right. It is. Yeah. When it was... What other examples do I have in the past of, of, of similar Kepper Mendy? I mean, there was there was media circulation and, and headlines about that, but neither were English, so it kind of went quiet pretty quick. With this one, seventy million pound Kepper, by the way, seventy yeah. million. But mm. no, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because so. they're not, and also, also Chelsea aren't as big, aren't in my mind a, a big club. This is the reason why. Just a slight parallel point, but but not. The scrutiny that Chelsea are getting in comparison to United, both teams had a shocker of a season, in my opinion. United are getting significantly more scrutiny, in my opinion, than Chelsea are. And that's, Chelsea should be getting more scrutiny. But why? Because United are a big club. When you're a big club, you get more scrutiny by default. And you just get more... I remember um, Pep's early decision with Joel Hart. That that had a lot of noise around it when he first comes in and then makes that big decision. That had a, a lot of noise. That was kind of similar noise to the Ramsdale now, but he made a decision and cut ties pretty swiftly, whereas we're into the season now, hence why it's going to be a running theme throughout. And and you know what I find so funny about it, Turkish, yeah? Let's not use Arteta and Arsenal as an example. But and, and let me also say that everyone has every right to critique anyone in the game you know it's for every it's football you're allowed to have an opinion i'm not trying to say that people shouldn't but with that joe hart thing yeah pep guardiola the great pep who'd won travels with barcelona who in my opinion gave us the greatest club side in in european football history who did a phenomenal job at bayern munich albeit didn't win the champions league you know came in and made decision on joe hart and like you know, there was if there if there was like one manager not to question, it was Pep Guardiola, and yet everyone did. It's like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, we don't ever stop to just think because he didn't he didn't he didn't replace him with that much better, James. The What's first that? time he didn't replace him, Venison, did he? No, no, he Bravo weren't weren't much better, and he got rid of him, like you know what I mean. Got so rid of him, got Edison, but and and that's where the critique might have been fair. But my, my point is, like, there's this impatience amongst. Mm football fans, football media, whatever, you know, like if we don't understand a decision, basically if we don't get the answer within two, three games, then, you know, and by the way, it might not work. Here we are trying to understand Kai Havertz. He might end up being a Claudio Bravo, a very expensive Claudio Bravo, mm-hmm. but, but he might be where Arteta goes, do you know what? I've had enough after a year. But I still see a player in him though, James. I, also, I, I, watched him, I watched him yesterday. I, I when he went up front, he done really well. We have some certain things that he done. He he created a very very good chance for um, Nelson yesterday. Like you know, what I mean, when he burst through the, the lines and uh, burst it through is a bit of a so um, exaggeration. <laughs> he well well by his standards, he did like you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah. he, he looked like he had a bit of fun. I just think I look at him at times. He's just got to like 
just speed up a little bit, like, do you know what I mean? Like, because there were some good things he done yesterday, like, I'm telling you, some bad things he done. There was one part, I, I, what summed him up yesterday was the ball, I think it was Ramsdale put a, put a ball up in the air. He brought it down to Nelson. It was fantastic, right? And he, and uh, and Julian turned around to me and said, oh, that was an unbelievable touch. And then the next time he got the ball, he give it away. And you think, oh, just do two things right on the spin. It's oh, just, no. just frustrating. Yeah. What summed him up for me was, yeah, there was a moment in the first half. He had the ball, and he, uh, he he sprinted into space. And I was watching it here, like I said, feeling ill, and I was sort of remotely kind of feeling better for a second. And I was like, oh, my God, Havertz just sprinted. Wow. And then he slowed down. And, and then the minute he slowed down, he lost the ball. Yeah. I was like, you were doing it. You were doing it. <laughs> what? Why? Um, and it was so frustrating because... That makes me think it's confidence. That makes me think this mm. guy is just like terrified of doing anything wrong. And then there was a bit in the first half where he was put through on goal. And I thought, here we go. Here we go. The Van Persie uh, comparisons. Let's see them. Open your body up, your left foot and slap it. He took it onto his right back into traffic. And he sort of like lightly tried to caress it into the corner. Obviously he got blocked because, you know, there were loads of defenders in the way by that point. But I thought... Kai, 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 Kai. Like you, you, the first bit was there. You got into the position. You did the sprint, and then it was the next bit he gets wrong. I didn't think it was a good showing. He needs, him, he needs to be terrified of doing nothing over and over again. More so, than terrified of of getting it wrong because at least trying and getting it wrong, I I can understand more so than not trying. He just looks disinterested at, at certain times. And you're right. There was two moments: one in the first half and one in the second half where. He, his first touch into space, he was heading into the box. And then in the first half, he actually starts moving away to the corner flag. In the second half, he starts cutting in and I think passes it to Odegaard. But I'm just looking at it like the space was in front of you, my guy. Just run into it. Have a goal. If you fluff it, fuck it. Just just yeah. have a goal. I can't mm. excuse what you are doing. And that's kind of removing all account or trying to remove accountability. But no, the accountability doesn't come with you on the ball in the game. The accountability comes with the price tag we paid and the importance we've given you in the role. That's yeah. your that you're accountable for this. So do something. <laughs> yeah, and you know the things he, he he has done quite well, weirdly, is like he's quite good in ground jewels. Like he, yeah. he does quite stuck mm. in. Like I'll give him stuck in, yeah. Like it's weird. Like he's he might be a bit flimsy with it, but he's he's there. Like he's like putting a boot in and he does like kind of get involved. Um, and he's actually quite good in, you know, just like general ball retention. You know, when the team are just keeping the ball, yeah. he's quite good at being in the right place and just giving and going and just like kind of keeping a move going. But like that's, I mean, guys, we're, we're talking about the bare minimum here. Like he's, I don't feel like Arsenal's fluidity yesterday was at all impacted by Kai Havertz being on the pitch, where maybe it was earlier in the season. Um, but but we're kind of trying to see that final third. It's like if Arteta. If someone told me Kai Havertz was a defensive midfielder and Arteta was trying to convert him into a more attacking player, then every all the shortcomings we're seeing, I'd understand a lot more. I'd say, oh, like, I get it, you know, because he's more used to being deeper, but he's trying to get up the pitch and understand what to do. But it's the fact he's falling short in the attacking areas where he used to be, you know, a really high output, you know, goal-scoring, creative player for a, 
a Leverkusen, and and that's what's kind of strange. I'm going to forget his Chelsea stint. I'm not even going to talk about that. But yeah. uh, this Real yeah. Madrid yeah, Arsenal stint as well. So <laughs> let's hope he t- let's hope he turns it around. It's only it's only early days. It's only early days. But we are going to move on because it's not early days for today's pod. We're 51 minutes in. Hopefully we've hit a thousand likes. If we haven't, go hit the like button, people. Make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on. And we were going to talk about. You know, Tony, links getting stronger this week. But, you know, the January window is some while away. So I'm sure that conversation will pop up again somewhere down the line. So we'll save that um, and we'll move. Do you you want him? Let me see where we are in January. In January, we still got a chance at the title. I want him. In January, if we're far off Man City, I'll wait for Evan Ferguson in the summer. That's a very, very good answer. John? I'm 50-50 now. I'm 50 yeah. 50 now, yeah. Lee, uh, 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 I'm 60 40. We're gonna need someone. I, 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 so I must be the most convinced on the panel. I, I really want him. I think he's top draw. Listen, I'll take him. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be against we it. We need to improve. We need to improve that side of our game. Definitely a good option to have something different as well. And he also links up play well, which is something that Arteta wants from his striker. But we'll see how those rumours unfold because he's still banned till January. The window don't open till January and there's still a couple of months left to that is even um, an option. But we move Bournemouth away from home. We've just won our third away game of the season. Three out of three, all 1-0. And yeah. we go to Bournemouth next. Um, who should we start with? I mean, what were general thoughts? I mean, did Raya come back into goal? I assume so. It seems like he is the number one, but Ramsdale had a good game. Is it fair to give it to him? Ex-Bournemouth boy as well. Maybe he's got that extra, extra incentive there. But I do yeah, think he's, he's earned his place, man. If he starts, that's totally fair. He did nothing on, you know... There's nothing missing from his game against Brentford. But I think he'll go with Raya. I think he will. How do I? How do I? Aside from that, the, the team pretty much... Pick, actually, with Saka out, Martinelli should return. Was Saka definitely out? Looks, looks like it. And, and with Man City the week after, do you risk him against Bournemouth? Shouldn't yes. we be able to beat Bournemouth without Saka? Like, after nah, spending him a week off, man. This guy. I'd play him. If he's anywhere near 80-90% fit, I'd play him. Don't forget, you've got Choosy as well, so you've got to think about that as well. No doubt he's going to be picked for England as well, so that international break ain't going to give him any rest. Mm. Um, I'd play him. So, okay, so, so you said Martinelli's likely to be fit, Turkish, is that right? Yeah. Judging by what Arteta said, he's been kind of coy on it, but I mean, he, he said it wasn't that big of an issue. He said he might return for Carabao Cup. This was last week before the weekend. And then before Carabao Cup, he said he might return weekend. So it's, it seems touch and go at the moment. I think this could be maybe the messiest 11 we've seen in a while. Because I mean, OK, so goalkeeper, whatever, either one. Um, and then I think you'll go White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, albeit... You know, Tommy Asu might have earned to play over Ben White, but I'd stick with White for now. Then your midfield, you've got Erdegaard. I think Rice is fit, by the way. I, I I think I think they not that he didn't have a problem in the North London Derby, I believe he did, but I think they slightly overhyped that just to just to sort of explain to the fans why he came off. Because I, I think basically if, if they needed him for Brentford last night, he probably would have been fine to play. Um so I think Erdegaard, 
and I'm just purely speculating there off what I've read, but anyway. So I think Erdogan Rice, and then then it gets really difficult because you could go Vieira and, and go with that midfield three that I think has been our best midfield three. But with Saka missing, do you put Vieira on the right, like we saw against PSV? You got a left-footed option there again, and therefore go with Havertz in midfield. Or, like I said, you stick with Vieira, but then what do you do on the right? Is it Reese Nelson with Martinelli on the left? Is it Reese Nelson with Inketia or Jesus on the left and the other playing up top? Like I, I don't I don't know, but then in midfield, sorry, a front three with Nelson and Ketia wide isn't the most inspiring, if I'm completely honest. I feel like they're both out of position. Reese should be on the left and Eddie should be up top. So I, I'm I don't I don't really know how this is gonna look if I'm honest. It could be Jesus right, Nelson left and Ketia up top. That I'm might not- I'm not as damning about Nelson on the right as as you have been. No, same. Yeah. I, I, I've seen that Nelson grew up on the right. Me, me seeing him, and he's very direct. So if we've got a left winger, or you know, on the left, whether it's Martinelli, whether it's Trossard, whether it's Emil Smith Rowe, they all like to cut in. So I like to always have one winger that's very direct, and he's going to take it into the box on the outside, and the other side maybe cutting in to to offer a different option. So I wouldn't mind restarting. On the right, I'll, I'll be very shocked if Saka's not available. Well, it, it's not almost whether he is; it's whether he should be. Like, I, I'd like Arteta to give the guy a rest. For is that is that a rest? That a rest? Yeah, I'm playing him. I'm playing yeah, him. He's had like four, like four or five days off now. He'll come back training tomorrow. What's today? Thursday. So yeah, maybe even try, day train tomorrow. It'd be all right. I think. I think the point is, it shouldn't be forced rest. It shouldn't be. Oh, you finally broke and got injured. Okay. Like you know, I, I I hear what you're saying, James, and I think was it 85 Premier League games in a row, something stupid he's played. I think the guy does need at some point a break for sure. And as yeah. Turkish rightfully mentions, he's not going to get that when he goes away with England. But I just feel we're in a position whereby if we don't beat Bournemouth on the weekend, you then go into that City game and it's a must-win. And if you lose to Bournemouth and then you lose to City, we're done. Let's have it right. You lose the next two games, we're done. The title's done. Jordan, if we beat Bournemouth and lose to City, the title's done. I'll be honest. Well, there's that. But I'm saying go into the City game at least. This is why I'm saying go into the City game with the three points. Do you know what I mean? Realistically, if those results don't go great, yes, the the Premier League title, it's incredibly difficult to win because we know how relentless Man City are. But there's a whole season to think about. And I know that our focus is the Premier League, but I think Arteta, in the way he's tweaked the system, the fact that we look more solid but less fluid, with the way he's kind of built quite a bit of squad depth, with how strong he went with a back four in midfield yesterday against Brentford, I think he believes in going far in the Champions League. He wants to win these domestic cups. And I don't think Saka away at Bournemouth like is a necessary risk if he's not 100% there. When we've got a whole season to come, I know what you mean. Well... It feels like every Premier League game, if this doesn't go right, then, you know, it's a disaster. But I, I'm just... I don't oh, know. I, 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 I agree with you, but we've got Trossard and Martinelli out as well, James. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, you can afford... If, if Trossard and Martinelli were f- fully fit, I, I'd go along with that and go, do you know what? Play Trossard or play Martinelli out there or whatever. But yeah. when, you, when you're missing... And, and, and you're missing Jesus as well because he's going to be sticking him out wide. You, you, you're losing so much... You know, basically, like that's that's you're taking a 
a very, very understrength team to a team that I, I, I don't think should be taken lightly. And also the fact is, yeah, which, which is a, a thing that I think this game on Saturday is massive because I, don't, I, I think that the problems are mounting up at Manchester City as well because, you know, their, their squad depth has been exploited a little bit as ain't as, as strong as what it, what it should be because they've got injuries as well. You know what I mean? Like, so the, 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 the important thing is, me, don't let Man City have some sort of lead over us. Like, you know what I mean? We need to win on Saturday and then beat them the following week to rein it in so that we're only a point behind them. Whatever happens, you know what I mean? Uh, if we win our next two games, we still ain't top. We don't, we don't go above them. So it's very, very important this game on Saturday. We don't drop points. Very, so. very important. I, 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 I think it is. And even with Martinelli and Trossard out, to be fair, we are still relatively strong in wide areas. You could put Smith Rowe wide. Um, it's not, you know, right wouldn't be his natural position. But we do have options there if you wanted to give Saka a rest. And it's Bournemouth. Bournemouth, I think, are a half-decent team. But I don't think we want to get into this comfort zone of relying on our away form. That, oh, we're good away from home. We'll be fine. No, 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 no. Let's treat each game with the respect it deserves and let's turn up, let's handle our business and perform well and get the three points. But I'm just fearful that if, if Tottenham are playing Liverpool on, on the weekend, I've not got Tottenham in this title race, no, no way, but they're playing well. And if they, Liverpool are in the title race and if Tottenham can take points off Liverpool and we can beat Bournemouth, as Lee's saying, that helps us eat into the points of the current, of, you know, of, the, of the top teams. And my fear is just going into that City game, having dropped points to Bournemouth, and then the City game becomes a must-win. Or as Turkish is saying, it doesn't even really matter then. And I know we, but a lot of people say, oh, it's early, it's early, it's early. But my point has always been, get to Christmas, part of the pack. If you get to Christmas and you're eight, nine points off the top, you are not making that back up. You're just not. So just stay part of the pack. And, for, and that means winning the, the, the Bournemouth game, playing your best team, even if it means an 80% fit soccer, and just get to the City game whereby you have a chance of winning that game and it means something. Yeah. yeah I totally agree. So to be fair, if Martinelli's fit and the front three is now to the right, Martinelli left, Jesus up top, then that's just really... Oh, I know I'm more doubtful of Nelson on the right, but that's kind of a like-for-like like winger in. That's almost your, your best three. I mean, it, it would be Saka, but it's, it's not far off, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, prediction time. I mentioned earlier at the start of the show that Lee was the only one to predict an Arsenal win against Brentford in the Carabao Cup. So Lee gets a point on the board. And it's looking like this. Well done, Lee. So no, was it seven seven six? I think I should get an extra point because uh, all you went uh, against it, like you know, and uh, I, I backed them the team, and uh, you know, I think that if you do that, you should be given an extra point, like you know. So yeah, the team. So it's making up rules on the hoof now. Is that what we're doing? We're just making well, up well, rules. Well, rules have been made up on this. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I think you should pay me my money from last season before you talk about extra points. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll put. I'll, I'll pay your money straight away if you take James's point off. You know what I mean? Well, well, well. You know what I mean? There you go. Look, you know what I mean. That point that he doesn't deserve, which would actually put him back where he belongs. Nah, bottom. nah. James is my guy. I'm still. I'm still. Nah, I'm, yeah, of course I'm, he's I'm your guy. Yeah, because like you know, like you got seven points more than you should have. You know what I mean? We all know that. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm still missing £40. Let, forget about the seven points, mate. Yeah, let's talk about the moolah. £40 missing from my account. Well, I, I agree with James. I, I, me and James. Oh. Not, not that these packs mean a lot. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know. You know, there's like, you know, like a pack of cards in a full gal. <laughs> you know, you know, much on his packs. But he did turn around and say 10 straight um, uh, shows. Five. That, that five. money will be in. And I, I actually agreed with him. He I think it was five. Five then. Give me five and then I'll think about the next five. Yeah, I need... Oh, think about the next five. See, that's <laughs> one shot at a time. Think about one shot at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get one game at a time. But anyway, like if you want to let him, you know, let let him off his reign, you know what I mean? I'd rather keep him right, you know, but you know, you know he's gonna do it again, but I'm just leaving it out there. And when it happens again, I'm gonna be there you go. Well, if it happens again, if it happens again, I want that point deducted off of James. I want it deducted, I want it taken away because that bloke up there is like a lead balloon, he will let go. (laughs) 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 Both of you, I'm still really disappointed with the both of you. And and I tell you what, even production were coming in and going, you, you know, like. Uh, disappointed. I said, disappointed. I was the one that backed it. You know, <laughs> production, you know, production don't know that you haven't paid me for last season. Watch when I tell them that. No, they, they told me not to. They, uh, you know, they yeah. said, like, you production know. also agreed that I deserve my community shield points. So they'll tell you anything, Lee. I'm deadly serious about that. That day they, they were, told me they like me as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I suppose wrong. yeah. Production here is about as. as uh, as productive like, as anything. <laughs> yeah, they're about as productive as James. Yeah, so I suppose they're so, all the same, really. What does that mean? Well, well, like you know, <laughs> I'm going to say it now, like you know what I mean, like so vocal about it, like you know what I mean, like no, I'm not having this. I'm gonna, you know, blah, 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 blah. get your point back. Oh yeah, thank you very much. You know what I mean, like so disappointing, yeah. like you know what oh, I mean? negotiation, man. <sighs> come on, come on, girl. Justice is done. The judge is back. The only one that got it right. <laughs> You, know? they, they, you always go into a negotiation asking for more than you know you're going to get, but then you know what you're going to set, and there you go. I, I played you all. Thanks for my points. Yeah, yeah, you played me all night. Yeah, still still last pledge. Exactly. <laughs> for the audio listeners out there, I'm still top on seven points, two correct scores. Jordan's in second, seven points, one correct score. James is in third, still six points. And Lee, with his extra point, he's in fourth. He's also got six points. And I quote, Judge is back. That's what he said, and he's still fourth. But, yeah, still a little while to go. Well, I mean, what am I, I'm, you know what I mean? As, jo- as uh, Jordan said, just keep in the pack till Christmas, and then you make your move. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, boom of predictions. I go first. Top of the table. I'm going to go. Do I go for my classic, or do I go for the clean sheet? Go for the classic. 3-1 Arsenal. I reckon you've read a study that there's more <laughs> 3-1 wins. There's more 3-1 results in football than any other score. 2-0. Maybe. Arsenal. If it wasn't 3-1, it would have been 2-0. Go on, James. <clears throat> well, I irritatingly was going to go for 2-0 myself, but um, maybe we'll have a little lapse of concentration. 2-1. <laughs> Maybe. Last but not least, 
Mr. Judges. 1 0 to the Arsenal, going for a, for a four in a row. 1 0. The odds of that are fucking slim, so we'll take it. All right, people, there's the predictions. We've all gone for an Arsenal win. Oh, you're all back on board now, are you? Like now, are you? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, got your red and white scarves on, have you? Like, right, okay. I've gone 3 1. Lee, the game's very simple. We predict, and then if you get your prediction right, you get either a point or three points. So all this, I deserve an extra point because I got it right. You just did the game the way you were meant to. Listen, I heard you lot. Right? Oh, I don't think we're going to win here. We're going to play a rotating team. Like, oh, we might get through on penalties and all that. Like, no, I back my team. I back Mikel. <laughs> we, we were millimetres from pens, weren't we? Says the guy bottom of the league. Yeah, it's crazy. He backs the team. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm saying that, like you know, I predicted more result, predicted more right than 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 you guys. You know what I mean? You've you've got three points, Jordan. For uh, so why don't why don't I get extra points for backing the team to win the community shield? Then you didn't back the team. I did. No, I didn't. said we, that's why I got the point because I said we'd win. Oh, we're not doing this again. Bloody hell, let's go, guys. The community shield. It was a draw. Nah, let's what? move, let's move. All <laughs> the predictions yeah, so my, why, if you're fighting for this extra point, why don't I get an extra point? Uh, why well, you is got the extra point. Well, I did in the end. I had, to, I had to go by... You're doing better than them two clowns up top. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Like, uh, Jordan, this is like a conversation between grandfather and son. I'm oh, waiting it's, for it's the magic. originals to come out. And it's a matching. <laughs> Press the red button if you want to continue to hear James and Lee continue their bloody. Listen, oh, no, I know the, the cream will rise to the top. At the end yeah, of the yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it always does. It always does. That's the predictions done. There you go. Leave us your predictions in the comment section. Hit the like button, and we're going to end with comments of the day. I hope everyone's got a comment ready. Um, keyword a comment, no S at the end, Jordan. A comment of the day. No, I've got one. I've got. I've got no, one. No, no, no. But sometimes you got seven. That's my problem. Sometimes you got none, and sometimes you got seven. Seven, seven's a stretch. Maybe two or three, but yeah, all right. Remember your black book that you used to have about seven's a stretch. What do you mean used to have? That's still great, mate. Comment book. All right, I'm gonna go first. Um, my comments on Rupin, a big, a big supporter of the channel, and she says I expected a lot of heat on this podcast, but I didn't expect Turkish to go in on win the dog. Not many people did. I, I'm, I'm, there was a lot of dog comments I got one from Connor JKM Turkish anti-win the dog rant has to be one of the best pieces of AFT, AFTV content who would have thought a man's best friend innocent dog can cause so much pain and anger for Turkish can't wait for Robbie to decide that AFTV needs a company dog to boost the team's morale <laughs> <laughs> you did bad a dog you did bat the dog, Turkish. You did bat the dog. I'm, I hate dogs, but you bat the dogs. Yeah. But you, you went in. You went in. Who's up next? Who's up next? Lee and James are scrambling to find the comment. Call me. I'll go my one. I'll go back. You guys read mine as well, but I love seeing Lee get angry. He's like a wind up toy. Each time he talks, it's like he's being cranked up another level. Like that. <laughs> I do get angry. You do. You do. You are funny. Have you seen yeah. Flex's impression of you, Lee, on yes. VR Sports? Yeah. <laughs> he's, getting right, 
I'm going to have to say, like, you know what I mean? He's getting right above his station, he is, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he, better, he better be quick, because I'm, I'm, I'm after him when I see him. <laughs> he better be quick. <laughs> um, I, I I mean, I know you said one comment. You guys read my one comment, but there was just, like, it was, it was a recurring theme, this win stuff. And I can't believe, because at the time, I just thought it was quite funny. Whatever, I can't believe how many people... I don't know. Not to say on that. So, uh, from Deadly Palm said, "Hear, hear him roar. See the passion in his eyes. Can't believe he put down the dog there. <laughs> Great to see another fantastic podcast. Well done all." Um, then there was another. Can't believe Turkish actually went after the dog. The result really frazzled everyone. <laughs> um, <I see> them. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, no, nah, the anger in Turkish's eyes when we were talking about Win had me dying. <laughs> like, it was a, yeah, what happens to the dog at night? I'd like to know that, you know. I don't okay. start, I start doing a fucking other Insta story or something. No, no. What happens to the dog at night? <laughs> does someone take it home or what? I was wondering, yeah, who does the dog stay with? Hmm. Yeah, Forget about Ramsdale and Wright. I'm going to the dog. This is the time for me to log out. That's true. Look after Win, would you? <laughs> for what? They give me, if they give me money for it, I'll look after the dog. Where if they're just asking me out of the goodness of my heart to take the dog for a walk, then no. Wee wee. Wee wee. Shameful. This is probably the most got, listen, this bloke's got no shame. You should realise this, like, you know what I mean? His true characteristics are coming out every week, what this bloke is like. Listen. Shameless, not Turkish. That's what his name is, Shameless. You know what I mean? How can the guy, paid, the guy that hasn't paid the money for May is trying to call me shameless in September? It's crazy what's happening yeah, to people. Outrageous, it's outrageous, James. Thank you. This is why you're my guy, me and James, to the world. Oh, I'll show you that, yeah, your money's yeah, coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Worry, I'm gonna guide it's James. A win-win, isn't it? It's a win-win. James, it's me or you this season, one or the other. That's who's winning it. Thanks, man. Hang on a minute. No, no, I'll, I'll take top two. I'm not. I'm not even in the title race. I just want to finish above Lee. Don't worry, man. We'll get you on. I don't soon. have the ambition. There's only one person starless. Um, we'll leave it at that. People, hit the like button. Get to a thousand likes. Love for the love. Make sure you subscribe. A lot of content coming out. Bournemouth game around the corner. Champions League returns next week. And then it's the big one against Manchester City before the international break. Like Lee said, it's a must win this Saturday. We move. Love for the love. We're out. Peace. Podcast Network.